I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. Have you been diagnosed with cancer? Do you use pesticides in your job? Specifically Roundup. Roundup, made by Monsanto, contains a chemical called glyphosate, which has been linked to cancer. If you've used Roundup and you have cancer, you may be entitled to a cash award. Over $10 billion has been set aside to pay users of Roundup who've been diagnosed with cancer. Time is almost running out to file your claim. So if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you've used Roundup, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And time to file is almost gone, so please call right now. 800-535-6078-800-535-6078-800-535-6078. That's 800-535-6078. Live from San Francisco on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network, you are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with your hosts, Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern, and Saturday mornings with our main man, Jim Valley. 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 Eastern, and it is Monday here on the show. And holy smokes, do we got a lot to talk about here today. Because it was a very, very busy weekend. One of the most busy weekends ever. We had SmackDown, of course. And we had the Impact Wrestling Slammiversary show. And we had Collision. And we had Battle of the Belts. And we had Night 1 of G1. We had Night 2 of G1. We had Triple Mania with Omega versus Bakingo, which I saw. The Noah Show with Nakajima and Miyahara, which I saw. And I'm probably forgetting a lot. But we're going to run over as much of it as we can here today on the show. And obviously, if you're a subscriber, there are other ways to hear about all of this, including Wrestling Observer Radio last night with Dave and I, and the Brian and Vinny Show last night, although Vinny was not there. It was Brian and Sean and Craig, in which we go over a lot of this stuff. And in fact... We will have more thoughts on this in about uh, two hours from now. Myself and Filthy Tom Lawler, Filthy Forward Daily for subscribers, will be talking about the SmackDown show, and he watched the Kento Miyahara match, and I think he's watching the uh, one-hour, well, 58-minute tag match on Collision. So we got a lot to talk about with Tom as well. So uh, a lot, but we also have Raw coming up tonight. We have Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonor on Friday. We have matches announced for both of those shows. Yes, we now have four matches for the Death Before Dishonor show. Bailey was injured this weekend, as was Elton Prince. Cody Rhodes has a documentary coming out. Julia's got a title defense. Eddie Kingston wants to face Shingo in AEW. John Mox used Death Jitsu to win a legitimate grappling competition. And a lot more. So we are going to kick it off after the break, everybody. Back in a moment, Observer Live. I'm getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20. So am I, because I'm at risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. 
If you're 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, COPD, or heart disease, or are 65 or older, you are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about Prevnar 20, pneumococcal 20-valent conjugate vaccine. It can help protect you against pneumococcal pneumonia in just one dose. Even if you've already been vaccinated with other pneumonia vaccines, Prevnar 20 may help provide added protection. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. One out of two Americans thinks their life is worthy of a book. Here's another startling stat. You may be one of the 15% of people who bothered to start your book and one of the 6% that got halfway through it, but your gem of an idea likely died. Or did it? Some published authors are making significant money, so join the ranks of the successful people that finish their books with help from Dorrance Publishing. Call right now and our experienced editors and writers will explain to you what it's going to take to get your book completely written, published, and then taken to market to sell it. It's a free consultation, so call right now. Find out how much time and money it takes to finally get that book idea of yours published. Make your dreams happen. Call Doran's Publishing right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Are you kidding me? Gas prices are up again? Somebody has to do something. Well, someone did. That's why I use Upside. Upside? What's that? It's a free app that pays you back real money for every gallon of gas or diesel you buy. I just earned 25 cents back on every gallon of this tank. Hold on. So the Upside app is free and you actually get cash back every time you use it? No strings attached? Yep, it's awesome. Check it out. It only takes a couple of minutes to sign up. Instead of just watching your dollars go into your tank, start putting money back into your wallet with the free app from Upside. With the price of gas today, it's big news and big money. To cash out of your Upside cash, just transfer it to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card. Upside users have already earned over $200 million. Now it's your turn. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code GAS11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's code GAS11. Use code GAS11 for an extra 25 cents per gallon back in your first fill-up. Cashback's not available in gas in New Jersey Wisconsin. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Should know that tonight is Raw, and it is a show in Atlanta. Atlanta, everybody. So uh, we've got Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus Dominic Mysterio, Damian Priest, non-title match. We have got, which by the way, that's going to be interesting because, you know, you see non-title match and you think, well, maybe they're going to win to set up a title match. But, you know, Dominic is also going to NXT tomorrow to face Wesley for the North American title in a match I do not believe he's going to win. So that's kind of, that's kind of interesting. I would not have him beat Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and then go on to lose tomorrow. So maybe they'll just lose. I mean, we're doing a storyline here with Finn Balor. So 
A lot of ways to go there. Matt Rule will face Gunther. A storyline is that he will have a fair shake because Vinci and Ludwig Kaiser are banned from ringside. Even though the last time they had a match, the guys were not at ringside, and he was beaten clean in the middle by Gunther. But this time he's got a fair chance, you see. Beaten badly. We've got Liv Morgan and Raquel. And I'm not going to complain about seeing that match again, by the way. If they want to run that match every week on Raw, I'm cool with that. You just want to see foot abuse, don't you? Liv Morgan and Raquel versus Sonya and Chelsea Green for the women's tag team titles. Viking Raiders versus Alpha Academy. This is not a six-person, by the way. It is uh, It is a tag match. Eric it's a and battle Ivar for honor and jackets. Versus Chad Gable and Otis. Viking rules, which means there's going to be Viking plunder all over the place. For those of you that are fans of Viking plunder. Throwing axes and whatnot. And I know you're out there. And anyway, then we got uh, Brock Lesnar returning in Atlanta. And uh, I don't know what they're doing, but there's going to be a big angle tonight. And we'll talk about that on the show tomorrow. Now, we also have a lineup for Ring of Honor on Friday. We actually now have four matches announced for this show. Three. Claudio Casagnoli will defend against somebody... Because, unfortunately, Mark Briscoe suffered a knee injury and needs surgery, and he is out of that match. Which, by the way, you know, that's pretty interesting. Because, you know, he probably could get through a match. So, what that tells me is I think Mark Briscoe is going to win that title. And uh, because he is injured, well, he's not going to win that title. So then we've got Samoa Joe against either Dalton Castle or Shane Taylor. No spoilers here on this program. Don't listen to Observer Radio tonight or last night if you want it spoiled. We have Katsuyori Shibata defending the pure title against Daniel Garcia. And Athena will be defending the Ring of Honor women's title against Willow Nightingale based on Willow Nightingale beating Athena in the Owen Cup. And then Willow went on to win the Owen Cup. And now Friday, I guess she may lose. Or maybe she will beat Athena and become the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion as well. So many options. Well, you know, there are a lot of options. That's true. But, uh, you know, I look at these things. You know, here's the thing. I look at these things because it's not WWE, okay? If this were (laughs) WWE, it's very obvious what they would do, which is Willow beats Athena in the tournament. Willow wins the tournament. Willow challenges Athena, and Athena gets her her win back. That is what they would do in WWE. And when I look at this, I think that's what they're going to do in AEW as well. If you know, if this were WWE, then for sure Athena is winning. Sometimes, but it's not. Sometimes so, you just do wrestling things that may do be what WWE does, but because you don't bastardize things, I'm not so saying often, it's bad. It has more gravity. It is you know sometimes. It, the, Sometimes things just are the way they are. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, usually I look at... I'm not saying that you're saying that it's bad. I usually look at the way AEW books in a certain way, and I look at the way the WWE books in a certain way, but every now and then these worlds collide, and it's like, (laughs) what? Okay, well, you know, we could be surprised. Now, we have injury updates. Elton Prince suffered a separated shoulder. I don't know how bad it is. Could be very bad, could not be bad at all. If it is a minor issue, he could be out like, you know, three weeks or whatever. If it's a serious issue, it could be months. And uh, the last person who suffered one of these was Becky Lynch, and she was out for months. 
So best wishes to him because they were really doing something with those guys. And they got an awesome new entrance. I had people that say they hated it. I'm like, what's wrong with you? This oh, entrance is perfect. They got a disco ball. They got a disco song. I mean, it's the best. Now, we also have an injury to Bailey. We do not know the severity of it. She says, I will be all right. Thanks, everybody. But I think that she probably has to have that knee checked out today. And we're going to find out if she's going to be all right or not. There is footage of it. And the footage is weird because, you know, a lot of times, I'll give you a great example. Becky Lynch, I watched the spot where she got injured, and I knew immediately, separated shoulder, immediately. I had to watch it one time. I knew exactly what happened. This was one where I watched it like 50 times, and I don't even know what happened here. They're all, they're, her and, and, uh, and Oscar in the ring together. She starts running at Asuka. Asuka, for reasons I, I still don't even know what happened, she just falls down, and then Bailey kind of trips on her a little bit, and then Bailey goes down and grabs her knee. I think that Asuka fell on her foot, and so Bailey's body kept going, but her foot didn't move, and so she hyperextended her knee. That's what it looked like to me. But I still don't know why Asuka fell down. The old crawl through the leg spot? I, I don't know. I don't That's know. what it looked like to me was, you know, to me... It just but she doesn't like need to crawl because going. it wasn't a tag match. Like, what but was she even crawling through the I, legs for anyway? I have no idea, but Bailey looked like she probably hyperextended her knee, and I'm sure she's on her way down to Andrew's Orthopedic in Alabama to get checked out because you don't know. I mean, hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully just, you know, got all swelled up. You know, she had a picture of her with ice on it. So hopefully she's okay and nothing is torn or anything like that. Usually, you know, a hyperextended knee, you know, you're going to be all right. But yeah. we don't know until we know. So that's that. And then, you know, apparently Don Callis is doing all right today after he was attacked in an angle. Which, you know what's... what's in should, an angle? You just said he was attacked in an angle. Well, Brian Alvarez reveals listen, it. Listen, listen. There's nothing funny about it, but what's funny is that I used to ask this question all the time because you know how they do the thing where they go like this, the the big X? Because they did yes. in the Bailey match, actually. You do the X, okay? So, you know, now it became a thing where fans knew about the dreaded X. And so then it started to be part of the storyline. Oh, they're really hurt, but they weren't. It's an angle. But they put the X up, okay? So I, I was sitting to myself, like, what if you're doing an angle, okay? What if you're going to do, like, uh, you know, Kenny Omega's going to get dropped on his head with a tiger driver, and you're going to pretend he's seriously hurt and you hold up the X, but then he actually broke his neck. Then what happened? You because put up the Y. All these you people. Do it like this. It's, oh, God, it's the Y. It's all these the y, people, you know, they're out there to, uh, you know, take care of a guy's fake injury, but it turns out he's actually hurt, which is a totally different thing. So what's, what's interesting about this is there was supposed to be a pull apart. So after the Triple Mania show, they were doing a press conference with Kenny Omega. Don Callis comes out. He cuts a promo on Kenny. Takeshita attacks Kenny. And all these guys are supposed to come and break it up. Well, there's a guy there who has done security, okay? He was not actually a security guard in this instance, but he has done security before for, like, concerts and also wrestling, actually. And I heard that he, he like, he knows the local promoter for, for Tijuana. So anyway, there's a, there's a fake pull-apart, and this dude attacks Don. Oh, God. He grabs him from behind. 
He starts yanking at him and trying to choke him, and like, because he chokes him, he like crossfaces him, and Don's mouth is all busted up, and his neck's all hurt. It's a natural and, reaction and, like, to people around Don. Y- you can hear Don. He's like, he's like, he, I can't say it on the air what he was saying, but he's screaming like, "Get this guy off me! What's he doing?" No, brother, no. This guy's taking him down, and like, so anyway, his ankle was hurt and his neck was hurt, and he went back to to San Diego to get checked out. But like, this is a perfect like. I, I know, you know, everyone goes, well, you know, it's a Wild West still in Mexico. It's the last. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, can we smarten these guys up? You shouldn't be attacking people. You shouldn't you be shouldn't hurting be people. There. How smart could this guy be? He's God. been doing this for how long? How do you get worked by this? Come on. Well, he did. What's going on out there? He went after old Don and uh, and got him. And once again, you know. I mean, I hate to say it. I hope Don's okay, you know, for real. But, like, what a great (laughs) – I'm sorry. And, yes, it was 100% an assault. The guy, like, got out of control and went after Don. But much like – From behind. Much like the cut, this is perfect for Don. I mean, if he's okay and everything is going to be fine, this is perfect for Don. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. This is a true sad story for ADT, the leader in home security systems. My favorite dog, Oliver, was stolen from our garage recently. If I had a camera system installed in my home from ADT, I would have known exactly what car possibly pulled up in my driveway and stole my little friend. If I had a security system from ADT, my dog would still be here. I called ADT this weekend, and they're coming out in a few days to install a camera and a new security system. Unfortunately, it's a little too late for me. Listen, protect everyone you love in your family. Call ADT now. Have them come out and give you a quote to install a full security system in your home. Don't let it be too late for you. Call right now. Paid for by the Home Security Hotline. 800-361-3491. 800-361-3491. That's 800-361-3491. Life insurance is one of those things that just about everybody needs, but few people actually have. Hey, if you die unexpectedly without life insurance, guess what? You'll leave your family with even a bigger mess. Life insurance will help replace your family's income. It'll help cover burial expenses. Life insurance can even help pay off debt like credit cards and medical bills. Life insurance can even pay for college. And if you own a business and you die, life insurance can help your business from collapsing. It can even help cover estate taxes. Life insurance has never been more affordable and needed. Plus, you can always shop around even if you have a plan and save some money. So call the Life Insurance Quote Line right now for free products. Pricing information. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. 800 915 9654. That's 800 915 9654. 
If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160-800-390-5160-800-390-5160. That's 800-390-5160. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. i got to make a couple of points here that I've seen on the chat during the break. Number one, a guy says, please go back to YouTube. We're on YouTube. Run it right now. And in fact, we now have subscriber belts. So for those of you that have been on a long time, like myself, I got a big gold belt. Yeah. But anyway. Don's attack. Mm-hmm. A lot of people here going, man, I can't wait to hear the promos and you know, adding this to the story and everything like that. But here's here's the thing, everyone. Yes, when when they were doing that angle on Dynamite, and John Moxley punched Don. And Don stumbled back and legitimately hit his head on that metal thing and uh, got split straight down like that. And now he still has that scar, which will never go away, it appears. And, uh, you know, whatever they tell you to do for a scar, like put stuff on it, don't do that, Don. Let it be. But anyway, you know, that was a thing that happened, and now it's an awesome part of his character, okay? But this, uh, this fan going after him in Mexico... There was a period in the mid-90s in WCW, about 95, 96, where somebody came up with the brilliant idea of let's get some worked fans, some plants, to go after wrestlers here and there. Make it seem like, you know, these guys got so much heat, we'll have these plants come out of the crowd and go after them. Okay? Well, you know this hat, you know this resulted in bunch of idiots, shoot idiots, jumping the rail and going after the wrestlers. So the thing is, yes, you know, the idea that Don got so much heat that some numbskull went after him, like that's kind of a it's kind of a cool thing when you think about what wrestling is supposed to be and the fact that that stuff doesn't even happen anymore and somebody managed to do it. But do not bring this up in commentary. Do not bring this up in an angle. Do not bring this up in a promo because all it's going to do is encourage other idiots to go after Don. So, I mean, you know, it happened. The people that know about it can marvel that you actually got somebody like that in 2023. But do not alert the world and random idiots to this fact or it's just going to get worse. That's my advice. 
Have you ever seen in, in your entire time wrestling, did anybody ever come out of the crowd, take a, a poke at somebody that you were working with or working against? No, I Never. don't think so. No. Any of those old old school guys, somebody made a grandmother upset, threw the purse at him. Oh, I mean, we had like things that. like, you know, people yelling and trying to throw stuff, but no one, like, got in the ring. No I'm batteries, though, or anything. I'm sure it happened at some show somewhere, but, you know. What was the weirdest thing that ever got thrown at you? Thrown at me? I yes. didn't have things thrown at me. I was beloved. No room keys? No, come on. No underpants? We didn't have room keys back then. It would have been an actual key. And if they didn't get it back, they couldn't get into their own room. Kidding me? All right. There were a lot of shows this weekend. There were. And, uh, you know, the two the two that I recommend, there are three that I recommend very highly. But the two that I talked about in depth last night on Observer Radio, finally, were uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Kento Miyahara and uh, Kenny Omega and Bikingo. Because it's like... There was no more perfect event in my life than to watch these two back-to-back because they were totally different but totally awesome. And it was just, you know, like I like wrestling. And some people people are like, I only like one kind of wrestling. Okay, well, that's, you know, whatever. That's you. But, you know, there's all sorts of different ways that wrestling can be, like, awesome. And Omega and Vikingo was totally awesome in a uh, two crazy guys in a Lucha Libre ring in Tijuana doing... And you know, Dave last night goes, you know, there weren't that many high spots. I was like, what? <laughs> Come on. What are you talking about? Yeah, they spaced them out and everything like that. But, I mean, dude, there were so many crazy high spots in that match by Vikingo. And, uh, you know, it was like they pulled them all off and Vikingo looked awesome and Omega was great and the match, you know, it was it was just a superior performance by two fantastic professional wrestlers but it was like boom 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 18 minutes of just total non-stop action in fact <laughs> and it was uh it was fabulous and vikingo won 630 pinned him clean in the middle and i i watched that immediately after i watched nakajima and uh and miyahara which is on the noah show and as I stated yesterday, and I believe this with all my heart, anybody on this planet that runs a wrestling school, you need to show them this match. Now, granted, if I ran a wrestling school, I would encourage people not to hit each other this hard, okay? But that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is a 35-minute match where honestly, I mean... I actually should go back and time it just for fun, and I would like to watch the match again. I think that they had approximately six minutes of material that they spread out over 35 minutes. It didn't drag for a single second. There was not one, not even, not even there wasn't one move in this match that was unnecessary. There wasn't a movement in this match that was unnecessary. They got the most out of every last single solitary thing that they did in this match. You know, the old saying, well, you got to have the music between the notes. Well, this was all the music between about six notes. And I was just in awe, absolutely in awe of this match. And then not only that, like the moves that they actually did, 
Nobody throws. I don't care what anyone says. I don't care Brian Danielson. I don't. Nobody throws better kicks in wrestling than Nakajima, and he has two kinds of kicks. He has the the actual kick where he kicks you as hard as humanly possible in safe spots, but he also has the other kind of kick, which is where he kicks you in a dangerous spot, but it's a work. And both of these are unbelievably. I mean, they're just the greatest kicks you've ever seen. I think he actually took karate when he was a kid. And, you know, a lot of people make fun of karate because of UFC and everything like that. But let me tell you something. If you are going to be a pro wrestler and you want to learn how to kick, enroll in a karate and or taekwondo class immediately because you are going to learn how to throw showy kicks and not hit people. And believe it or not, that's what wrestling is, is throwing showy kicks and not hitting people. So this guy, he's just unbelievable. And Miyahara, you know, his his whole gimmick of getting the most out of everything. But they both did. It wasn't just him. But it was just, I might have been my favorite match of the year. If I had to watch another match this year again right now, this is the one I would pick. It was just unbelievable. And then, of course, you had FTR and, uh, and uh, Jay and Juice, where they went 58 minutes with a sharpshooter finisher which is the exact same length of time and finish as myself and Ted the Trailer McNailer in 2007 at Ohio Valley Wrestling slash Derby City. I couldn't, oh. I couldn't help but notice that. What a coincidence. And uh, it was absolutely amazing. So those are the three that you should all watch this weekend. Do you understand? Go watch them today and get back to me and thank me. I'll back you on all of those. You know, I think you're forgetting about the other kind of kick Nakajima has, which is the... I'm going to kick you as hard as I can. You're going to be knocked out. We're going to have to end this match early deal or the press conference. In well, that happens sometimes, but, uh, you know, you take the good with the bad. He is, um, you know, when people go, okay, Nick Wayne, 16 years old, 15, whatever it was, a fetus he started off wrestling as. Nakajima came into the sphere of uh, Akira Hokuto and Kensuke Sasaki and ever he debuted when he was 16 you could see him out there wrestling Christopher Daniels and guys like that and he on these self-produced shows and he grew and he grew and he grew and we see where we're at right now with a guy who's 35 years old that's it but he has been through absolute wars and he's one of the more underrated guys of the last 20 years he really is for what he has developed into the way he's able to take that company and be one of the guys that has put it on his back kento miyahara flies so under the radar with all japan there have been times with him that i you know some of the matches that have gone 35 40 45 minutes it's like you know we could have pulled this back a little bit but it works for his crowd and he is he right now he and Okada are great. He, Okada, and Keno of Noah are great right now as far as this group of guys who have their promotions on their backs and feel as though they can walk into any other promotion and do a good job. I mean, there's the whole story about Nakajima this year in the G1 and can he overcome all of these guys and can he finally earn Okada's respect? Can he earn his own company's respect? But when you see Miyahara, when you see Nakajima and Keno, I mean... These guys in Okada are really top-notch right now. Damn right they are. <laughs> so anyway, those were those were just great. And then we had the rest of the uh, weekend as well. And uh, I should mention, I guess, before we go to the break, that uh, John Moxley on... Think about this. Mm-hmm. 
I think... I think it was Friday. Saw there was a local grappling tournament coming up. And he thought, should I do this? And he decided, ah, sure. And he cut some weight. And he competed. And he won gold. So he is now a championship shooter. Representing Death Jitsu. Back in a moment, Observer Live. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738. That's 800-278-1738. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number. They'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days, and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs, no agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. All right, we have uh, more to talk about. We had a collision show, and we had a 
Battle of the Belts, which existed. And we had a SmackDown show, which was uh, hit and miss this week, I would say. Although the hit was a big hit. And the misses were kind of misses as well. But anyway, Collision, we had the FTR versus Juice and Jay match for the AW Tag Team titles. Best of three fall matches. Essentially three 20-minute matches. And uh, I thought, because I'd gotten a weird, it wasn't a weird text, but the text was like, my God, they went an hour? So I watched this match thinking it was going to a draw. So I knew it was going long, but I actually didn't know there was a finish in the third fall. So I was caught off guard and pleased that we actually got a finish in this match, which uh, was FTR. Uh, it was actually Dax submitting Juice with a uh, sharpshooter. So uh, they did not beat Jay White in this match. The two falls, they beat Juice in both of them. So obviously they got big plans for old Jay White as they should, because that bloke is great, as are FTR and Juice. Jay and Juice are quickly becoming one of my favorite teams in all of AEW. And it was like, and when they when when Jay debuted and then, you know, he was just kind of there. And then he was in a team with Juice and it was like, all right, well, you know, we're going to do something with this guy. Now, look at these two. They're great. So anyway, I love that match. And then Willow beat Ruby in the Owen Hart Cup, which was fine. And, uh... You know, they tried to use a spray can and everything, but no uh, no outcasts. Although later in the night, they showed up with a vengeance. But I thought that that match was fine. And then uh, we had CM Punk beating, actually losing to Ricky Starks in the men's Owen Finals. So this was, um, well, I'll just put it this way. Thought uh, I thought Ricky was excellent in this match. I thought this was not CM Punk's best match. And part of that was he was trying to do all of Bret Hart's spots. And brother, there's only one Bret Hart. And I would think that even if you sat Phil down and he wasn't mad at me right now and we had a long talk about this, and I'd said, Phil, remember when you had Bret Hart middle rope elbow drop? What would you think of that? you go, eh. But the finish, like there's so much about this match it was bizarre. So CM Punk comes out, and first he gets a massive mixed reaction. Half the place is booing, half the place is cheering, some guy's got a sign. What did that guy's sign say? Something about crying Phil or something like that? Right there across from the hard cam. So he just, Man baby Phil. Something like that. So he starts uh he starts doing the match and he works full heel. And so now, you know, about halfway through the match, like he's just he's just the whole crowd hates him. And and Ricky Starks is working as the baby face. And so they're doing all of these spots and everything, and then CM Punk goes for a middle rope Hurricane Rana. Ricky rolls through. Punk rolls through. Ricky rolls through again, and Ricky Starks grabs the ropes and pins him. Okay? Now, I've had all sorts of people going, well, you know, they're uh you know, they were they were doing a, a Brett Owen match, or you know, Ricky was supposed to be representing, you know, the Owen Hart that uh would cheat to beat Brett. I'm 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 just watching this thing. It doesn't matter what you were doing. What happened was the babyface blatantly cheated, okay? Right for the referee, mind you, because at the pinfall, Bryce noticed the hand on the ropes, but he didn't reverse the decision or anything. So Ricky, you know, he gets a he gets a heel win over the hated CM Punk. He then goes up and they got Jushin Liger there, which, by the way, someone goes, you know, they might they may as well just dress someone up like Liger because we, we saw him for like a split second. 
He gets. He's supposed to give the trophy to the winner. You don't know if that was the ROH Liger fan or not. You don't know that. We don't. And so Ricky snatches the uh, the trophy out of his hands and runs off. I mean, just a total heel, okay? So then later they do the presentation. And granted, there is a precedent here. But uh, Ricky is a total babyface for the presentation. He's smiling. He's happy. You know, he gets presented with his belt. He kisses Martha on the cheek. He's so complimentary, total gentleman. And so now the show is over. And I don't have any freaking idea, like, who's what anymore. I, I think that CM Punk, at this point, is still technically a babyface. Even though as he returns to the States, I think it's going to be even more and more booze, all these cities that he's in. Ricky Starks worked as a babyface, and he was a beloved babyface. But I think that he turned heel, but I'm not entirely sure. But the whole thing was just weird, is what it was. I think the one thing we know for sure coming out of Saturday night is that Tony Khan is a cowboy. He's definitely a cowboy. And he he pulled off the look. He did. Now, we also had Battle of the Belts, and uh, I was not a big fan of this show. We don't <laughs> need to. We're done wanting to watch wrestling. We That's don't why. need to get angry at each other. I'm not attacking AW. I'm not belittling <laughs> Tony Khan. I just didn't think the show was great. The Lance Archer Orange Cassidy match, I actually liked the match a lot. And I especially liked Orange and Jake the Snake. These two are gold. Jesus. But then... The very mobile Jake the Snake. They're brawling outside. They end up on the apron. Orange hits an orange punch on the apron. He falls into the ring and wins via count out. I thought the finish sucked. I thought it was dumb. But I'm not going to argue it. If you liked it, knock yourselves out. Here, look. I thought it sucked. He's winning in desperate ways, and if that's part of the storyline, I get it. He's had 25 or 26 title defenses. You know, him and Athena keep winning all their matches, but at least make it Yano-esque ways where he gets a win but does it in an entertaining fashion because him just winning by countout, that ain't going to be it, and it's only going to hurt, and people are going to really want to see him lose that title. the issue isn't even the countout. It's that it was a stupid countout. Uncreative. Okay? Listen. Dave mentioned last night they they do countouts and tease countouts in New Japan. Yes, they do. Guys brawl outside. It doesn't matter. People don't like them. Well, listen. The referee counts. He gets to 19. They both slide in. They do it all the time. Every now and then, the guys don't make it in at 20, and it's a countout. Fine. I accept that. Okay? Guys brawl outside and on the apron all the time in AEW. They are never fighting on the apron, and suddenly one guy has to sneak in and sneak out again to break the count. That never happens, okay? I realize that by the letter of the law, that is a legal except, but it never is done. And so when you pull it out of nowhere, I don't care if those are the rules. It's stupid when you actually do it, okay? Like I said last night, by the letter of the law, an orange punch is illegal. So if one day... Orange Cassidy hit someone with the orange punch and was disqualified. I don't want people arguing that, well, you know, punches are illegal, okay? It's a stupid finish if you do that because there is no precedent. There is no precedent 
to guys brawling on the apron in AEW, and suddenly somebody has to get into the ring and then get back out again to break the count. It's never happened once, ever, and thus it happening here, I don't like it. That's it. At least there's a pro wrestling precedent when it comes to the right hand, whether it be Ox Baker's heart punch or Stan Stasiak or the hands of stone Ronnie Garvin knocking a guy out and then delivering the Garvin stomp. So the the punch for a finisher, uh, that is, uh, would that be wrestling canon? <laughs> we had Tony Storm and Taya Valkyrie for the AW Women's title. I thought this was all right, but, um, you know, it's like, it's like watching an evil match a couple of years ago in New Japan. You know what's going to happen. The outcasts are going to get involved. They got involved. Ruby clobbers, Taya from behind, and then Tony hits the Storm Zero and pins her. Every outcast match I've ever seen in my lifetime. Stop there. Say it again because it ties in with the thing that you just said before about why rules should matter, why referees should matter. These things should matter because then when you want to break the rules, it actually has some gravity to it. They do too much referee abuse. They do too much stupid refereeing. They do too much. They do a lot. And unfortunately, they need to tighten up some of that stuff so things do end up meaning more because it ends up being too much of a lot on one show, whether it be, look, sometimes it's blood, but a lot of times with all of these promotions, it's dumb refereeing and loose rules. And we had Luchasaurus and Sean Spears, which again had inter uh, distraction, interference. Christian uh, put a chair in the corner. Spears actually ran Luchasaurus into it, rolled him up for a near fall. And then Christian distracted him. Luchasaurus hit what we were told was an illegal strike to the back of the head, but they didn't get the memo, and he pinned him, and then Christian celebrated with the title. Did you see Jay White spit? Oh, my. Yeah, he spit, too. Like, there's a lot of rule be rules being broken here. Come on, guys. Now, I want to mention a couple of things from SmackDown, because the show was just, you know, kind of there. It wasn't, I would not say it was a bad show, but there were a couple of things I thought were bad. But the thing that was good was Jay Uso's promo. This guy is a main star. eventer. Yeah. He is main event Jey Uso. He was awesome on this show. Looks like a star, sounds yep. like a star, a whole nine yards. And then Paul came out with Solo. And, uh, you know, the story is that Paul is blaming Jay for everything that happened to Jimmy. And he says, no one in this family is going to forgive you. And then Solo grabs Mike and he says, what happened to Jimmy is all on you, and I'm never going to forgive you either. So they get in this huge brawl. Jay makes this comeback. He hits Paul Heyman with a super kick. My God, the bump that Paul Heyman took. It was like... Down goes Walrus. I could Down watch it Walrus. over and over and over again, the bump he took for this super kick. <laughs> and then he's going to get killed with the chair, but Solo saves him. I thought this segment was great, and I thought Jay was great. Just great. Now, so a couple of negatives and positives on this show. Oh, Sad. by the way, it yes. should be noted, too. Solo and Jay going at it, which means when Solo turns on Reigns at some point down the line, you've made me do this. you made me fight my own brother, and I'm not going to forget that, Roman. This this storyline with Charlotte and Bianca and Io and Asuka is the stupidest storyline they've done in a long time. Well, it doesn't make any sense. It's so dumb. 
And I just want to get out how dumb I think the storyline is. <laughs> they're, I they're, like this is no effort here. They're I, relying on star power, and it's working because it's stars. But yeah, it sucks. I I like Charlotte more than most. <laughs> I think that Bianca is great. I think Oscar is great. I think Io is great. The wrestlers are all great. The storyline is absolutely stupid, and every week there's something stupid about it. Just want to get that out of the way. Pretty deadly and brawling brutes was good. Uh, but unfortunately, of course, there was the injury to Elton. And then uh, we had uh, the four-way, which is... Uh, they're doing two four-ways. The winners face off. Today, it was AJ, Grayson Waller, Butch, and Santos Escobar. And uh, Santos Escobar won this one, beating Grayson Waller, who they have no compunction of beating right now. But uh, he's actually done great the last two weeks. Like, he totally fits in. He comes off as a star. Like, he's going to be a big star. But Santos won this one, and the next week, they have got Ray, Cameron Grimes, Sheamus, and L.A. Knight. And by the way, Ray got an inset promo, Cameron got a promo, Sheamus, these are all video promos. But only one guy came out before the live crowd, and it was L.A. Knight, and he was over like crazy. Yeah. And so, if I'm going to book this thing, L.A. Knight wins next week, L.A. LA Knight beats Santos Escobar. And then L.A. Knight goes on to SummerSlam, and he beats Austin Theory. Because Austin Theory has done nothing as U.S. champion. He has showed me nothing. It's like a reign that doesn't matter at all. It It's not going to kill the guy if he loses. Get this nothing belt on, on L.A. Knight for a while and ride this wave a bit. Hagerstown Zone. Yeah. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Has someone in your family lost a job recently and now you can't afford your mortgage payment? Or do you have a rental property and your tenants aren't paying you? Quick Cash Offer can come to the rescue and pay you cash for your home immediately. Yes, sell your home and get cash all over the phone without dealing with real estate agents and risking your safety by showing your home to lukewarm buyers. You don't need to lose your home to foreclosure. If you have any equity in your home, we will buy it and give you cash within days, all in a simple over-the-phone and virtual process. Call Quick Cash Offer now before the economy gets worse. Sell a home you can't afford or just don't want to get the cash you need today. 800-788-1495. 800-788-1495. That's 800-788-1495. Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trust Pilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. 
ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. 800-867-6917. That's 800-867-6917. Attention homeowners. It's not if something's going to break, it's when. That's homeownership. If your dryer, your refrigerator, or your AC and heating breaks, that's an expensive call. And who do you call? Make it easy on yourself and call Choice Home Warranty. We've already done the research and have access to 25,000 technicians that can be at your home quickly. We've covered close to 2 million homes in the United States. There's a good chance your neighbors work with us. Call us right now before the next breakdown. We'll tell you everything that's covered in your home and give you the first month free with our ironclad 30-day money-back guarantee. Call now and learn how to get your free month. 800-392-7027. That's 800-392-7027. Limitations and exclusions apply. First month free with purchase of single plan. Visit choicehomewarranty.com for more details. You are listening to Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Sempervivi on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Cody Rhodes documentary coming to Peacock later this month. WWE American Nightmare becoming Cody Rhodes. Streams on July 31st, which uh, sounds like a tie-in through SummerSlam, actually. So, uh... Would make sense. Yeah. And uh, he's going to be on Raw tonight, as well. Stephen Amell's going to be there. That poor guy. That guy is going to be introduced to a special fella by the name of Brock Lesnar. I would guess tonight on the show. Thank God that that man has got SAG after. I would assume at this point in the game he has got enough vested time in where he's got himself some benefits because he might need some after Brock kills him tonight. Well, we've also got uh, Julia, first defense of the strong title, Philadelphia next month. The green arrow, huh? And he just arrows him and actually, like, darts him into the crowd. Maybe not the crowd. No, he's not going to dart him. You kidding me? Why not? That's on the ban list. I need Brandy to make an appearance at some point and have an interaction. You don't think Brandy's going to be there tonight in Atlanta? But I need her out there with Brock. Well, maybe you'll, Brock. maybe you'll get it tonight, bro. Calling him a big heifer. Call yourself a cowboy heifer. <laughs> Look at you. Are you proud? I don't care. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. I'm going to let you know You're not? right now. I'm going to the beach, baby. Oh, wow. Now you tell me? Yes. Fine. Get out of here. I got it. I'd be happy to talk about Raw for the whole hour. Hey, don't blame me for this. Don't do that TNA Vinny thing to me and blame oh, all This is all your fault. Me. If anything goes oh. wrong tomorrow, everybody, it's Mike's fault. You hear me? Not you mine. See this? You hear this? I'm out of here, but I'll be back in an hour with Tom. We got a lot to talk about. Video.f4wonline.com. Grab your belt by signing up today. I think you get a ribbon, actually. I don't know. We'll talk to you next time. Wrestling Observer Live.